Today's podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Publisher Discovery. Their platform analyzes over 3 million publisher websites, which link to over half a million advertisers worldwide. These can be filtered by around 80 market verticals and geos. Analyze your competitors' affiliates and do a gap analysis against your own program to see who you're missing. Affiliate websites are filtered by relevance and traffic scores, and you can see their social accounts, which networks and advertisers each are connected to, and emails where these are available. Prices start from just $99 a month, but take a seven-day free trial to see how Publisher Discovery can make your affiliate recruiting a whole lot easier. And use the promo code BEARCAT to get 10% off the life of your subscription. You are listening to The Rick McGinnis Show podcast, where Rick and his guests talk all things affiliate program management. No topics are off limits. Want to learn proven tips and strategies to grow an affiliate program? Look no further. Now here's your host, Rick McGinnis. Enjoy the interview. Welcome back to The Rick McGinnis Show. Today, my guest is Nick Andrews. Uh, he has a company called Revitrage. And uh, Nick, it is uh, lovely to have you today. Thanks for joining me. Hey Rick, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I know this is uh, this has been uh, a long time coming. We've uh, gone back and forth trying to finally nail it down, and we we finally got there after a few months. <laughs> yeah, definitely, it's been crazy. Yeah, no. So, um, Nick, just to tell the audience uh, just a little bit about who you are, how you got started in in the affiliate space, and and what your company does for for brands. Sure. Yeah. It's a cool story. Um, I've been doing this almost a decade now, and it literally started with me just trying to get free diapers. My wife was pregnant. Uh, I had a daughter on the way in uh, 2009, and diapers.com was huge at the time before they got acquired by Amazon. And I quickly figured out that you know diapers.com had a referral, a coupon code-based referral program. So if somebody used my code, they'd get uh, $10 off, and I'd get like a $10 credit to the site. And I was kind of a savvy guy and just figured out how to get the word out and essentially paid for my daughter for the first couple of years of her life off of diapers.com credits Mm -hmm. and uh, didn't really turn it into a business until a couple of years later when clients were um, saying like, hey, instead of credits, do you want to actually make money? And then I discovered affiliate marketing probably 2012, 2013 and expanded um, pretty quickly. And I think now I probably work with like 200, 250 of the internet top 1000 and pretty much every agency. I do a million bucks a month on in revenue on most of the big networks. So I guess you could consider me an influencer slash agency. But uh, yeah, I do a lot of stuff on on Reddit and, and other places. And the I just essentially try to take a promotion and, and get it to go viral and do a lot of sales for, for clients. Yeah, no, absolutely, and, and we've uh, we've worked together uh, a few times over the over the years. And w- what you do is is amazing because I have my uh, my clients ask me like, "What is he doing?" I'm like, "I don't really know." Like he just he does stuff on <laughs> on, on, on Reddit and and um, it makes this go viral. And uh, it's just uh, it's one of those things where you don't want to give away your secrets either. But it's it's amazing at what you do and and, and how effective it is. Yeah, I mean, some of this stuff can't be duplicated. Like I've been on Reddit almost since its inception, and you know, I know the founders pretty well. And I have just ancient accounts on there with very high karma scores that I can literally post just about anywhere I want. You know, there could be a skincare subreddit or something like that with a million followers, and whatever I post is going to go right to the top. And it's not spammy because I have all the cred built up over you know almost uh, not a decade on Reddit, but pretty close. So it's, uh, it's effective. That is something that is we should talk about is 
putting your time in and, and, and building something versus trying something for a month and then giving up on it. So you, you've put in a lot of time and effort to, to make this what it is today. And, and that's what I think a lot of brands, they give up on things too easily. And, and you're, you're like a, a testament to, you gotta, you gotta put the work in and, and build it slowly. Yeah, I mean, Reddit won't work for everyone, but I, I do think most brands should at least have a presence there. Or if they don't have a presence, the bare, bare minimum table stakes should be find out what people are saying on Reddit about your brand. <laughs> and then you can um, you can kind of gauge, you know, maybe you've got uh, a 2 million follower subreddit of something you never thought of and you're actively discussed in there. And I mean, you could do advertising in there for, for pennies. Or just build a an official account and and start engaging, you know, and then eventually down the road pitching and selling. And this is this is what the what I think brands need to hear is it, it's it's a different avenue versus your your traditional like social media and marketing like that. So it, it's it's something that yeah you're you're not going to score big overnight, but it's you need to have a presence where the eyeballs are and and, and Reddit and those type of websites are some of the most highly trafficked websites in the world. Yeah, it's top 10. I think it's number seven. And I mean, what's cool about Reddit too, is it's actual discovery that's taking place outside of Google and outside of your cart. So they're not just like Googling you and your promo code, and they're not just kind of getting there. I mean, they're actually in there discover, you know, there could be a deal subreddit or a birthday presents idea subreddit or an owl subreddit could be anything depending on what your product is. And people are discovering new things there. And it's, it's all new kind of wide open space. Yep. No, absolutely. And I want to just transition a little bit to the, this past 12, 13 months has been, uh, has, has affected people and, and brands a lot, some, some positive, some, some negative. So in, from your point of view as, uh, as an affiliate, what have you seen brands doing good and bad over, over the past year or so? Sure. It's, it's interesting. I almost think of myself as like the Dow Jones of affiliate marketing because I work with everything from, you know, Jelly Belly candy to cigar companies to, um, you know, web hosting and things like that. And it's pretty broad spectrum of e-commerce in general. So I can kind of get a, a pretty quick pulse. Um, you know, things got pretty gnarly, <laughs> obviously, in March and April, uh, to say the least. There are some things that happened very quickly, almost overnight that were just fascinating. I mean, I was up personally, if you think of it again as an index, um, I think sales were just up overall, probably 10, 20%. But if you look at the different categories, you know, two of the the ones that did really well for me. So I work with Aceable, which um, they do uh, remote or online uh, driver's ed instruction and real estate licensing and things like that, where you don't actually have to physically go somewhere and you can do all that. That exploded, obviously. The most hilarious one was I worked with Tushy, which is a bidet company. Mm -hmm. When nobody could get toilet paper, I was selling, my gosh, like probably 100 bidets a day, maybe even 250 at one point. Um, it, It just went nuts. So you have things like that that went exponential. And then at the same time, you know, I work with several travel companies. They got decimated. DraftKings is a client of mine. They got decimated because there was no sports. So what I just had to do was, you know, be nimble and kind of look at the ones that that were winning. All right, I don't need to do much there. 
and look at the ones that are that could be winning and like kind of that middle ground. And I just saw what I could do to try to help them get more traffic because traffic was up overall. And then the sports and, and travel, I just tried to like extend its name as a client of mine. And I was just trying to think of, well, there's nurses that are traveling right now. How can I target them? Is there a subreddit dedicated to nurses and things like that? I mean, it was, you know, a once in a hundred year thing. And you just had to step back and like think for five seconds. I just had to think a lot harder about where I'm placing things, what I'm placing and, and what the whole big picture looks like. Well, it worked obviously because um, you're, you're still here and you're, you're thriving. And what, no, those brands that, that were up, did, did you guys meet up and say, Hey, we can crush this if we, if we do X or did you just do yep. it on your own? Yeah. So we, we connected and we ran a couple flash sales, just a really poor fire on things, but that works for a service company like Aceable for the bidet company. They, they're, you know, they're already going crazy selling uh, more than they can handle. So it's one of those where you just, just step out of the way. You don't need to do much for that one, but with the others, yeah, we were, we were strategic, you know, we would do sales and, um, and for ones that weren't doing well, we would get, uh, get more aggressive like DraftKings. We would, uh, I would do promotions based around, I don't know if you remember, Remember the um, like the first sporting event was that Tom Brady charity golf thing I think in May of last year um, and so DraftKings did a promotion around that where you could we could bet on that so you just have to have a dialogue and see like hey can we run a sale can we run something interesting you know what can we do and it was pretty effective well in in the pandemic showed that a lot of brands had to become creative. And the ones that didn't become creative most likely declined or, or lost um, in, in the in the grand scheme of things. But uh, right. it just it just comes down to like uh, just brands got to understand that with with affiliate, it's not rocket science. And if you provide your affiliates with something worthwhile and, and, and creative, they they can take it and run with it and make it very successful. And and that's what I think a lot of brands uh, learned is that they had to adjust uh, on the fly and, and just like you, and, and it's it's more of a team effort. And, and being an affiliate is not, you're not just a number, you're you're like a, like a strategic partner and, and, and a member of their team. And, and they got to see you as that. Yeah, it's an important revenue source. And they just need to think of it you know, it, what's great about affiliate is the cost is predictable. You know, if you have an average order value and you know that and you know the commission rate you're paying, you you can just pick a sales number, 1,000 sales, 1 million sales, and you're going to know the cost of that. It's very predictable. And what else is cool? You know, you could cap things. You could do a dollar per transaction, like a flat fee type of th- a CPA type of thing. It's very flexible. Most affiliates like me, I'm game to try anything. So it's a it's a cool place to play. And I think the ones that nail affiliate marketing, they understand how profitable it can be versus just throwing a ton of banner ads out there or just, you know, doing some crazy direct mail campaign or whatever. Like affiliates are somebody like me who's done this for a decade is basically working for you for free, essentially. Obviously, you know, I get paid by commission, but I'm working pretty hard and, and I'm thinking pretty hard for you. It's not like this passive banner ad sitting somewhere that you had to pay two, 3000 bucks for to go on the front page or something. Yeah. And that's what, what, uh, what differentiates you from those uh, other guys is that you actually put thought and effort into your promotions and in your, in your tactics. And, and that's why, that's why you're winning. And that's why, why brands 
probably love working with you because they they know that when working with Nick, they're gonna they're gonna get some extreme high ROI and and there's uh right now they they probably would love to clone you a hundred times and and, and, <laughs> and work with uh, work with you like that. But it's just uh it's crazy and it's hard to find good affiliates, like high quality affiliates like you, because they're not flexible. A lot of them aren't flexible enough and they, they're stuck in their own ways. And, th- and that's, and that's kind of uh, unfortunate. Yeah. It's tricky too. You know, people like me are ghosts, you know, there's probably, you know, an excellent email guy out there somewhere that nobody really knows about, you know, or there's an excellent card abandonment guy, <laughs> you know, so a guy or girl, you know, that, that they don't know about. So the trick to finding people like me is to just step one is just put yourself out there, at least do something in the affiliate world, like go to one affiliate summit or attend some kind of conference virtually uh, or something like that. So at least you can, you can meet somebody like me, just, just bump into me. And um, you know, it could end up being a few million dollars a year in revenue for your company or something like that. And, And there's tons of people like me that are like that. Like I'm not, I'm very busy and I'm not necessarily going to go reach out and beg these brands for business. It's more, you know, an agency might recommend me or something like that, but yeah, they just got to put themselves out there and find people like me. Well, and, and this is a common theme with most of my podcasts is that affiliate marketing is a hundred percent relationship based and w- without uh, a relationship uh, going both ways with brand and affiliate, it, it's just not going to be as fruitful as, as, as it could be possibly be. And I stress that a lot with brands that you have to build relationships with your affiliates. Otherwise, they're going to be working with competitors and, and, and things like that. And they're not going to put a lot of effort into yours. So, and, and, you're, and you're a testament to that. It's as if they build a relationship with you and they, and they trust you, it's just the sky's the limit, really. Yeah. My goal whenever I, I have a new client is to just work with them forever. You know, <laughs> that's my ultimate goal. Like until, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, and I, I haven't lost many clients over the years and I've got some since the beginning, you know, five to 10 years that I've been working with the same companies like, like Jelly Belly is one and this, there's a bunch, you know, and it's, it's cool because you, you do build that relationship and you actually care about them. And when a pandemic hits you, like you're actually concerned and check in on them and like say, Hey, what can I do for you? And it's cool. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I would hate to be just like a number it's just, it's a lot more fun to, to know people, especially see them in person if you ever can. But at the very least, like a phone conversation or something like that, it's great. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's what I, um, I, I try and tell everyone is build the relationships because it's something that it, it'll get stronger as time goes by. And the stronger the relationship is, the, the harder both sides are going to work. And the more money that's going to be made. And that, that's just the way I see it. And, and, uh, and, and a lot of brands don't take that advice. And they, they think more of along the lines of larger quantities of affiliates, like the more affiliates I have, the better, where it's more of quality over quantity in, in, in that aspect. And if they have a hundred affiliates and only five are sending traffic, like, yeah, you can say you have a hundred affiliates, but you really have right. five, 5% of your affiliates are actually doing anything where if, if you have like 25 and then you 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 have like six or seven like like guys like you doing it and then it's going to be more fruitful and and that that's that's where um i guess the, the the management comes in but yeah and they can run contests and tiers and different things like that that are fun if you know your affiliates you put something out there you know most improved gets x you know that type of thing gift cards whatever uh, you can make it fun but you got to know your affiliates 
Yeah. And, and that's it. It's, um, it's just getting to know them. And I think that's where, where the struggle comes in is they don't want to take the time to, to get to know people one-on-one is, is just, they just want to just keep pumping out new affiliates and, and getting them what they need. Just, Nice. bare bones but but again it's uh I'm, I'm trying to do my best here to try and do things with with the relationships like like, like you and and do it that way but uh but yeah it's uh it, it's it's a lot harder than i than i thought it would be <laughs> yeah yeah it is now if if as an affiliate what would be some advice to, that you would give brands besides building a relationship what, what other advice would you give brands to grow their affiliate programs yeah i mean i think the first thing is you got to know where your affiliate program's at you know, um, are 99% of your affiliates inactive, you know, that would be horrendous. It's probably not that bad, but like you just said, there, there's like, there are some cases where maybe you have a thousand affiliates and only a hundred are bringing you sales. Well, you definitely want to take care of those hundred, but you might also want to reach out and say, Hey, what do you guys do? Like, I'm just interested in how you're promoting us. Um, you don't need to set up like half hour meetings to find that out, but you could just send like a quick poll out or just a quick mass email, like, Hey, I'd love to get to know you. This is my number. I love it when they do that. You know, I'll, I'll call people, I'll text them back, um, email them back and say, Hey, this is what I do. So then I think that's the first step is to just find out where your affiliate programs at and get information on the ones that are successful. And then you've got two paths after that, the ones that are successful, how do you make them more successful? And then the ones that are inactive, how do you either activate them or at least, you know, just remove them from the program. And I think, you know, there's a lot of ways, the ones that are already getting you sales, you know, you could offer, Hey, something like this works with me every time you say, all right, Nick, um, I see you're bringing us X sales this month. What if I doubled your commission for 30 days? What do you think you could get me? Well, that's going to get my attention. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like I'm going to like, if I see something like that, I'm like, huh, okay. I think I can handle five or six more posts this month for that client. And all of a sudden you just created possibly 5X the revenue out of a really good affiliate just with, I mean, yeah, you're going to be paying more commission, but if, if you pay double the commission and get 5X the revenue, it should work margin wise, or you get me a better promotion with the same commission where you do, you know, a ton more sales, even though it's at the same commission, I'm happy and you're happy. There are lots of things like that you can do. And then to activate affiliates, you could just do something where, hey, I, I realize you've been lapsed for a while. If you get your first sale, I'll throw you 50 bucks or something like that. And now they're an active affiliate and start working with them. Yep. No, these are these are great. And it's it's good to hear from an affiliate's perspective because usually I, I, I have it from like a brand's perspective on what to do. But hearing it from you, like what actually get, gets you to listen and gets you excited is good to know. And, and, and hopefully the brands that are that are listening can see that and, and maybe implement some of these strategies into their, into their plans moving forward. Yeah. And I want to just stress that, you know, it's not all about the money. Everything I just listed was essentially, you know, money driven, like you're putting a carrot in front of them. But if somebody reached out to get to know me and they were super nice and they're like, Hey, you know, I'm trying to learn the affiliate business and I'm, I'm new at my company or trying to grow it or something like that. I'm going to, you know, like I'm a human being, I, I care about people. And I think uh, I would put a little extra effort in for them. Or, you know, maybe they send me some of their products. Like uh, I had a new client uh, specs, which it's like these fidgety things. My kids are at the perfect age for that. Um, and they sent me, you know, the, the agency sent me some products for them. And I'm like super motivated to get them some sales. And it probably didn't cost them a ton of money, you know. Um, so you can always do something like that, too. That's good. Um I appreciate uh, what what you shared. It's really a, a different approach. Uh, 
you're the first affiliate that I've actually interviewed on uh, on this, and, and the perspective you brought is is different, and it, it needs to be this way as well, just because uh, the brands are kind of like they, they they see what they see, and it's from their perspective, but. Seeing it from the other side is always interesting and, and hopefully it can get some more of the, the blood flowing and they're, they're going to start um, seeing it differently and maybe uh, take a different path because uh, uh, with affiliate marketing, it's it's only getting bigger. The industry is only growing and the brands without an affiliate program, I don't know what they're waiting for, but they, they need to get one. In, in just my opinion, if affiliate is, is only going to get larger and, and, and more important. And is, is that what you see as well? Yeah, I think so. You know, and it's going to change. It's funny. Sometimes affiliate can be like a dirty word because people think of affiliate sometimes as, I don't know, like some of the old school stuff from 10, 15 years ago, like the spammy type of things and, and bots and, you know, stuff like that, or people brand name bidding and doing doing things like that. It's just not the case. It's really evolved almost, you know, um, like the the whole performance partnerships thing that Bob at Acceleration Partners talks about. That's, uh, I think that's, that's a good, he's got a whole book on the evolution of affiliates. And I think it's kind of arriving at that next level, which is more of a partnership because that's exactly what it is. You know, if you go into business with somebody 50, 50, you're a partnership and whatever you make, you split just any, any kind of business and affiliate is, is similar, right? Like I'm going to be partnering with a brand. I'm not getting paid a salary or anything like that. I'm just getting paid on what I sell. So I want to sell stuff. They want to sell stuff. It's just a, tr- it can be a true win-win. It just has to, you know, the trust has to be there. It has to be managed effectively. And I think that's why education is so important. It's like, so they don't think affiliate is a dirty word. You know, you can just kind of, it's good that they know examples or, or experience what an affiliate can be. You know, I'm very different from somebody who has a million person email list and it's, and it's uh, all moms or something like that on the email list. That affiliate is going to be very different um, from the way I operate on Reddit and other places. But we're, we're both going to be very effective. And there's probably a hundred different variations of that. And you're never going to experience or benefit from any of that if you just say, eh, affiliate's a waste of time. Or affiliates had had a bad history, you know, in the early 2000s or whatever. So I'm I'm all set. You're gonna miss out on all that stuff, um, which is pretty short sighted. You know, you gotta at least give it a try. Nope, I, I couldn't agree more. And the there's a word I've, I've been seeing. Partner marketing has been thrown around a lot lately. I guess some some brands are are using that versus affiliate, and it's basically the same thing. There's no difference, but it's I guess it's just a, a sexier term for it than in, in 2021. Right. But uh, but no, the Nick, this was uh, this was awesome. Now, where can brands learn more about you and, and what you can do for them in their affiliate program? Sure. So they can reach me. Uh, it's Nick at Revitrage.com. Revitrage is R-E-V-I-T-R-A-G-E. Feel free to email me anytime. Ask me questions. Ask me about the affiliate space. I have no problem kind of introducing you to the world. Um, and then my website is uh, Revitrage.com. I've got some information there, but really the best way is just, just hit me up. Just email me and I can, I can send them uh, presentations, case studies, uh, all kinds of cool stuff that I've done over the years. Yeah, I appreciate that, and, and the, the the brands that are listening to this, um, I'm sure will be reaching out to you because I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a point for them to to connect with you because I know you don't work with everybody. You're you're definitely selective, but you you don't know until you until you ask. Yeah, it's always worth asking, right? And and if I can't do something for that brand, I guarantee you I will know five or six people that can. So it's always worth it. 
Again, Nick, uh, I, I appreciate it. And uh, I, thanks for your time and, and the insights. It's been, uh, it's been wonderful. You got it. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. We want to hear what you thought about this episode. You can email Rick directly at rick at bearcatmedia.com or leave a review where you listen to podcasts. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and wherever podcasts are available. To learn more about Rick, go to bearcatmedia.com. 